Hello everyone and welcome back to the Star Stuff Podcast where we talk everything Star Wars. My name is Colin. And my name's Liz. And today we are going to be talking about everything that happened this week. There is a decent amount to talk about. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about um, fan films as well. Ooh. Because I've, um, I feel like they're kind of underrated. And I think that they aren't that they don't have appreciation as they really should. Um, because there's like so many good film films out there that I feel like that should be canon, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, let's talk about the news. Let's talk about the news on, uh, this past Monday here, we got, um, we got the official look at the D23 special look, even though that, um, pretty much everyone's considering it as a new teaser trailer. And we actually broke that um, that teaser trailer down um, on Tuesday when I flew out. When I flew out to Texas, seems like forever ago, and it was uh, a few days ago. Yeah, I was down there for an audition, and uh, and I surprised James. Joseph was supposed to be there, but he got sick. But he's feeling, Ooh. yeah, it's all right. He's feeling better now. Um, but yeah, so we surprised him. You, you can actually see his reaction to me coming in on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but we had the eyes and ears down there, <laughs> yeah, all together. Yeah, everybody uh, giving, getting the scoop, getting in our uh, private helicopters, and, yeah, uh, doing our, doing our, doing the news and all that. So we have private helicopters. Don't don't ruin the don't ruin, <laughs> don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. So that experience was a lot of fun. And shout out to David, love you, bro. Thank you for everything. Um, but anyways, uh, that footage dropped on Monday, and it blew my mind because mm-hmm. uh, I was so cool just seeing uh, like everything going on in there. Um, again, we. We broke that down. Our um, that episode is out. Um, that's our newest episode. You can find that out. Um, you can listen to it on all of our platforms that we're on. Uh, but yeah, that footage was amazing. It was really um, interesting of just everything that they launched because they they showed a lot, but at the same time they didn't because it's not telling us. Like, really, what's going on. And that's what you really want, because if it tells us a lot, then it's going to spoil the movie for us. But I don't think the stuff that they showed really spoiled the movie. I mean, there's a bunch of people that that go in and watch these teaser trailers that are saying, oh, no, the movie's, like, ruined, or people that just don't go watch it because they don't want it to ruin their... Um, oh, they... yeah. Okay. To to ruin the movie experience for him because they think that you know, like there's the word there's the word teaser mm-hmm. in teaser trailer. So, well, I don't know. I'm I'm a little torn about that. I mean, there's got to be a couple breadcrumbs that lead to the movie. You know, it's not yeah. like there there can't be any little nuggets that we're gonna see right. until we sit down in theaters. Right. So, I mean, but there are but. You know, there's always the cases for like teaser trailers and trailers, trailers like this, um, that may not even have most of the footage in the film because mm-hmm. of if you look back to some of the Rogue One trailers, those trailers 
were like like the footage that were in those trailers, most like pretty much maybe a couple of shots were in the film, but most of it w- wasn't even in there because in really yep yeah, because in Rogue One, um, in one of the trailers it shows like the whole like group on the beach mm-hmm. that and they have the plans and they are running towards a ship and and there's a ATAT that is shooting at them. The and whole group being Jin, Jin, Cassian, K two, just like everyone, everyone is, on the beach. Yup, and and she has the plans, and she's running on the beach, and they and and that was supposed to be in the film, but then they rewrote stuff and changed it. So, so who knows? Something like this could happen. the The point I'm trying to make is that don't believe everything you see until the film actually comes out. Huh. Interesting piece of advice, but I will keep that <laughs> keep that right here in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that footage was pretty cool. Um, and then for Disney, they Disney, have a, Disney, Disney, Disney. They have what a lot. Going to do with you? They have a lot going on. Um, for Gal Edge and at D twenty three, they announced the hotel experience and um and it's not where you can book one night here's the skinny here's the lowdown all right here it is here we go okay so it's kind of like a cruise ship but it's um but it's like a whole it's gonna be like this giant ship and you go in and it's this galactic star cruiser and it's called the It's called the Hell Scion. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I. You're both illiterate. Yeah, because I, I I can't. I'm. I really can't read it at all. Um, but yeah. So the cruise is gonna be Halcyon. Halcyon. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um. So each cruise will last around 48 hours with. Space-bound passengers boarding and disembarking the two-night, two-day experience together. So you can't do just one night. You have to do... Um, oh, what a shame. Yeah. So, But he, he, here's the catch, though. Um, it's going to cost a lot of money. Like, a lot. It's No one saw that coming. It's It's supposed to be over, like... Maybe two or three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, like for like just a whole, like just a couple of days. Like, yep. We're not talking about a week. We're not talking about like a month. Sounds, we're talking about a couple of days. Yeah, sounds just about right though for but, that kind of experience. But all the people working on that ship and in the hotel is going to be like you're in Star Wars. So as soon as you like, as soon as you walk on board, people are going to be in character. There's going to be aliens walking around. Um, and when you go to your hotel room and you're looking out the window, you're not seeing, you know, uh, grass and, and like, and, and, and and the Disney parks, when you go into your hotel room and you're looking out the window, you're, I don't see no grass. You are seeing space and, um, and, um, space ships, just everything going on because of this is supposed to be the first of many um interactive uh hotel experiences because if the hotels right now at Disney are pretty cool but this is gonna this will change 
everything. Yeah, it'll really step up their game. This will, like, change how people, like, have that experience at the parks. So, uh, when you talk about characters, are you talking about just general, like, you're going to see a Bith, or or are you going to see face characters? We'll see different alien species. Uh, Chewbacca will be there. Maybe Ray might show up. There will, I mean, every... She's got a busy schedule, but she might catch them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 going to be crazy because of this. It's going to feel, it's going to make you feel like you're really into Star Wars, even though m- most people that go to Galaxy's Edge, it's like that because right. you got stormtroopers walking around and you got Chewbacca and Ray doing their own thing. And then they, you know, asked people like, hey... We have this mission. Can you go help us on, help us with it? And they go around to the parks and stuff. But this is going to be the hotel experience. Every single like day that you wake up and you're walking around, like m- maybe you're super tired and you're getting something from like a galactic vending machine. You like run into like a bounty hunter or something. Like it's it's going to be the best Star Wars experience of any Star Wars fan's life. <gasps> it's going to be insane. It's going to be super expensive, but it's going to be insane. And I feel like it's going to be worth it for the people that really that really want to immerse themselves into this have... wonderful galaxy even more than they already are. Oh my god, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped about it. I mean, I don't know when I'll go. I don't know how I'll go, but I'll I'll be there. I will be there because of You'll get the 2000 credits <laughs> and you'll be exactly. on your way. Exactly. Um yeah, I, I'm excited about it. It's just, it's just crazy how far we've come from 2015, from the Force Awakens, you know, being launched all the way to you know, Galaxy's Edge and 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 this, in in this you know future experience and and you know, Episode Nine. Like, there's nine episodes like of yeah. of, of Star Wars, but then you got you know the Mandalorian and and Cassian and Kenobi. And it's just like that, that. That's crazy. It's 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 crazy how much, um, how much where you know after episode three, oh, we're like you know kind of simmering down, and there were some Star Wars games and stuff. But now it's just every time you you know go on social media or every time you you know go on the internet, there's some type of Star Wars news dropping. Star Wars is back, and I don't think Star Wars is leaving for a long time. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think it's also it's also interesting to see um, kind of a, a scattered um, fan base and, and a little bit of a of a scattered um, what, what's the term that I'm looking for here? So like inter- so more news being Moralo Eval like <laughs> everything is tying tying and so we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. But like the characters being tied together. So from Clone Wars, from the originals, from the prequels, everybody it feels like everything's sort of coming together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like right now. Just like just like little this little freckles of characters and information are coming together. But anyway, with with the Mandalorian Yes. So, and the Mandalorian, and Liz is excited yeah. about this. So, um, so you can probably say his name better than I can. Moralo Evol. Yes, he is a character from the Clone Wars that actually plots to kidnap the Chancellor, not the capturing that happens in Episode Three, um, but the um, so in the Clone Wars, 
Um, I think it was season five, right? Well, I can't remember if it's before or after Ahsoka leaves, but I believe it, it's, oh, it's before. before. It's before. And there's this character that comes up with this, um, that comes up with this master plan and then, and then Obi-Wan has to go into cover and, and he takes the name Ben Kenobi and, uh, <laughs> uh, and he goes into the giant prison that they have in Coruscant and then him, Cad Bane and say, say his name for me. Morala Weval. Thank you. It's, it's he, not that I can't say it. It's that Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, um, changes his whole face and it yes. and is then he's, he's not his name is not Ben, but it's. Well, I, I, I mean, well, he uses that as an undercover name when, like, he talks to Mace Windu. He's like, "Hello, this is, this is Ben Kenobi," and then Mace Windu answers. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, got because it. of I, I remember making that connection right away. It was like, "Oh, Ben Kenobi." He's like, "Oh, that's cool." But anyways, going back to this character, um, he's a mastermind. He he gets arrested at the end of this arc in the Clone Wars, and then you really never hear from him again. But recently, news popped up that that last scene in the trailer of the Mandalorian of of the, the people in Carbonite, pers- yep, is him. He's the face that you see in Carbonite, who's like grimacing. He's yeah. got his teeth out, and that's awesome because we're starting to see more Clone Wars characters come into live action. And, and I just think that is so cool. And I would have never. Worlds colliding. It's crazy that you know that we're seeing stuff like that because there's also a Clone Wars. I mean, the, the, because there's also a creature from the Clone Wars that's going to be in there. They're one of the creatures that they. Yep. That the the. That the Twilights. Yep. That that they ride, but it's it's cool because like in the Clone Wars, you first meet Morala Weval in the prison. Mm-hmm. So I that I think that's super interesting that maybe we'll learn how he gets thrown in prison, but yeah, yeah. In, in terms of um, oh, I I'm sorry. I just think that is endlessly <laughs> cool. I can't I can't even handle it right now. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's ah, November can't come soon enough. November really can't come soon enough. But going forward way into the future, not way into the future, but, you know, n- next year or so, um, for Kenobi, that news dropped at day 23 that Ewan McGregor was coming. Bless him. Coming he back. He walked out onto that stage and, and was just like gave us the news of a lifetime. Everyone freaked out. I know so many people that were just blown away by it, even though that... We talked about it, and that um, where where we've been hinting about it for a while, and it's just crazy that it's a reality now. And it's going to be taking place uh, eight, years. eight years. Yep, eight years after Revenge of the Sith. There you go. So there's the timeline for you. Yeah. So now. We need to think about what's going to happen. Like, I mean, how do you think it's going to happen? Like, do you think he's going to run into a bunch of Tusken Raiders and save Luke? Do mm-hmm. you think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, and, because like in the in the comics, um, 
he, you know, brings Luke back to Owen, and Owen is like, get out of here, you crazy old wizard. Yeah. And I can't pinpoint exactly which one that is, and I'm sure that, yeah, yeah. that is a grievous offense to some people, but... <laughs> that- <laughs> That's okay. But... But, yeah, the... I feel like there's so much stuff that can happen, and I think there's so much opportunity because of, you know, he's on Tatooine, and... That's where this story really began, like from Star Wars all together. So it's awesome to go back to the roots of Star Wars, and 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 we'll probably, you know, hopefully he will go into the cantina. As I, well, as I familiar as we are with Tatooine yeah. and with the Wretched Hive, you know, I still think that they're gonna have that that they're gonna blow us away with new information too. I think they will, but Because he has to yeah. become familiar with the most wretched hive of scum and villainy in some way. Yeah. You know, so he you know, unless he has eyes and ears all over Tatooine, he's yeah. gotta have found this information out probably the hard way. Yeah. And we'll probably see, you know, maybe some drastic stuff happening like somebody finds out who he really is and then he has to make a decision like do I take him out and keep my secret safe because if I don't then they're going to alert the Empire and then that's going to put Luke in danger so I have to do anything in my power to keep Luke safe so it's it's going to be very interesting to see that to see his character more just because of the fact that um, he's got so much going on with about Anakin, about Yoda, about just everything that happened in, in Revenge of the Sith. So I think it's just going to blow everyone away. And I think, you know, maybe we'll see familiar faces on Tatooine, such as uh, Jabba the Hunt. Um, I think in terms of um, villains... Going going back to our roots with yeah. um, with a Jabba would probably be pretty likely, but I'm trying to actually. All right, his oh, so his clan. Oh my gosh, that is a lot of. The, yeah, the the Hut Cartel on on Tatooine, um, because of at that time Jabba, you know, is on Tatooine and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's a possibility that we might see. You know, not Han, but we might see Chewie. Be- right. Because of when, in A New Hope, when Kenobi goes to the cantina with Luke and them, and Kenobi's talking to Chewie, it kind of looks like they've, they've run into each other before. Like, oh, hey, pal, how's it going? Like, so. That's actually, yeah, because it, he does single, it seems like he singles Chewbacca out. Yeah. yeah. So I think we. Might see something like that, but who knows? I all I know is that I'm super excited about about that because Kenobi is such a loved character, and for a while people were speculating it was going to be a movie. But then when Solo bombed at the box office, I think that's what made them say, "Hey, maybe maybe we should hold off on it. Maybe do something different." And now we get more screen time with them. Because I feel right. like if we did a movie, it's like, you know, that's great and all. But if you're doing a, a series, we get more hours with him, more 
um, more story for the character, and um, and I think that Obi Wan deserves that because he's such a great character. And I think one of the reasons why you know some people just weren't weren't too into the whole Han film was because we we see we meet Han, you know, in Episode Four when he's in his prime. We we know all about him. He's he without skipping a beat like. We love him. We we know him. or like old friends. But with Obi Wan, you know, if only yeah. we could we could have as much time with him as we get with Han in the originals. But you know, we're seeing to see Obi Wan in more like just in his prime. Obi Wan in his prime. I cannot you know, wait. Yep, it's gonna be so uh, good. Tatooine. Yeah, and and yeah, I I can't wait because of we get to see the twin sons again. We will probably see Lars Homestead again, probably. Yeah. So it's just you know diving back in like into the roots. It's gonna be so cool. It's gonna be so cool. Like going back to the old, but also going into the new. And I think it's just gonna be breathtaking for so many fans because. Kenobi is such a fan favorite, and we've been asking this for years. So, Amen. And yeah. I guess, when is Obi-Wan not in his prime? <laughs> but as in, like, yeah, we're yeah. seeing him on Tatooine. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, He's always in his prime. It's Kenobi. It's Kenobi. It's Kenobi. He, he's the master of trolling. He is the master of wits. It's Kenobi. Bless him. It's Kenobi. Um, also news, John Williams... Talks about the rise of Skywalker. He he had a concert recently, and um, this is a quote from what he said. He said that J.J. Abrams is directing a new film, which we all know. <laughs> <gasps> a new film? News. What? <laughs> and, and and he goes on and says, and I agree, he's doing a fantastic job, and I think I won't say anything about it spoiling the ending. It'll just put you all away. I think you'll love it. Now, that kind of kind of sparks me to think that, you know, that we all know this film's going to be amazing. We all know. I mean, you know, some people have fears that, oh, it's not going to do great and stuff. But I think it is. And just the news surrounding about the music, too, where it's going to have pretty much all of the themes that we know mm-hmm. in the film, that... That kind of speculates like, like, Duel of Fates is going to be in there. Mm, you read my mind. Yeah, it's, it's just wait. Like, what? How is is Darth Maul coming back again? Like again, again, again? Oh is I, I? I mean, I, I don't think that would happen. But if they did, that would be that would really surprise me. But it's just crazy to think of all of like the main themes that we know in one film. That's insane. Will we see the flashbacks? Will we see it in in the world between worlds? Like, like there's like so much to speculate. So, I think that the music is going to blow everyone away, and I think that this movie is going to blow everyone away. So, I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, and then also, JJ Abrams recently um, came out and talked about. How the Last Jedi um, didn't really um, 
because everyone knows, and this is always, you know, I feel like this is always one of the first things that people talk about um, when Star Wars is mentioned, is that The Last Jedi um, is just a bad film and blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, it's not that... People don't like things that are different sometimes. And the fact that people didn't feel the Star Wars vibe off Episode Eight. Um, is disappointing, but you know, I felt like that film was so necessary because of what? well, I felt like episode eight was so um, necessary because of it was something that we weren't expecting. Most of the stuff in that film we didn't expect with the whole um, with the whole. Uh, Spoiler alert if you haven't seen episode 8, but I feel like everyone at this point has seen it. Um, with Luke dying, with Yoda using lightning on the tree, um, with Luke being the way that he was, um, with Leia, you know, flying in space. Like, just stuff that it. I felt almost every other scene in that film blew everyone away because of their... No, no one was expecting Leia to, you know, use the Force to fly through space and, you know, get back into the ship. And 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 everyone thought that, that you know, most people going in that weren't watching the trailers and stuff were just like, oh, here's Luke. He's like, it's Luke Skywalker. But Luke, Luke's not the way that he was anymore just because of everything that happened with Kylo and, and how Snoke manipulated him and everything. So it was... A different, you know, look on The Last Jedi. And J.J. Abrams came out and said that um, that The Last Jedi didn't derail anything that they were thinking about. So That they were thinking about? Yeah, like, I, um, uh, so The Last Jedi was in the, was in the blueprints of, mm-hmm. of the new trilogy from the very beginning. So people are like, oh, Ryan Johnson just did his own thing, and and um, and Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Right. Abrams came out. They went rogue, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, and we're just like, hey, this actually really was from planned from the beginning. I I do believe that, but at the same time, I don't just because of um, just because of it's it it's rare for a film to to go off right the first time and just everything goes smoothly. Because if you go back to um, to the original Star Wars, when George Lucas first made it and everything, the first version he did wasn't the version that we know today. Right. It was completely different. So they had to go back and reshoot stuff and re and rewrite a bunch of stuff. So I don't I don't think it's completely fair yeah, to say that they plan this from the beginning. I think they're doing that just just to kind of maybe save people from the backlash from it. But again, I think everything, mostly everything in The Last Jedi was necessary because of when we go into this new film, The Rise of Skywalker, it's going to change. It's, it's going to blow everyone's mind because of just... In a good way or a bad way, it'll blow your mind. Because of... Everything that was, everything that was built up in the Force Awakens, you know, with Ray's parents mm-hmm. and like, and the identity of Snoke, 
you know, all of that just went went nowhere in the in the in the Last Jedi, and and it got shut down. Right. It got shut down. So I think in the Rise of Skywalker, I think it's everything's going to be tied together. Everything's going to come through. And as James said that, um, and one of our past podcasts that the um the Palpatine is going to have the monologue of a lifetime. He is going to have the the monologues. I mean, he's going to have the monologue to end all monologues. And it's going to tie everything together. It's going to blow everyone's mind. And it's just going to maybe put The Last Jedi into more of a perspective for the fans that didn't like it. I Well, not the fans. <laughs> Clearly not the fans. But for the people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Um, and I think it's important for everyone to have an open mind um, when the Rise of Skywalker comes closer because right. of it's The Last Jedi was probably one of the biggest films. Well, actually, the like from out of all the Star Wars saga, I felt like The Last Jedi was the one that had the most talks about it. And it's just crazy to crazy to think about um, just how much speculation and and how much backlash that had. But I think that in time it will get better, and I think that once this new movie comes out, hopefully it puts all that talk and backlash to rest. Right. Because it's sad to see so many fans talk negative and. It's so it's you're, you're never gonna please any everyone. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, people have the right to like or dislike true, to consume true. Yeah. what part of the Star Wars media that that they like. Um, I it's it's sort of tough though because with so many with so many fans, each and every single last one of us have hopes and dreams that that we have for these new films. Right. And, you know, when we don't see those, it, it can be hard. But I think that, you know, putting, putting a little faith in, into this next episode, just going in there with a, you know, little more open-minded. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're... I don't think he's going to let us down. No. No. I mean, and... I mean, and this is J.J. Abrams. I mean, he... He launched the new. He launched. He launched the new trilogy with such high hopes um, of just the way that that the first movie ended. Um, it was like, whoa, who's? I mean, it just left so much, so many questions. And with the Last Jedi, I didn't feel that it left so many questions because of it just turned everything from the Force Awakens down. Like Ray's parents, no one. Who's Snoke? He's dead. And those are the big main questions. So I think in the Rise of Skywalker, and I can respect yeah. that, that 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 is that that is questioned and that's challenged, right? You know, yeah. And I I mean, and I think that it was time for it to be different. I I, I felt like for a while that in every Star Wars film, you know, they're always repeating themes of things going on, and I think the Last Jedi kind of ended that streak because of. 
th- there were some scenes where like oh like on crate it's kind of like the empire strikes back because of the walkers and the and the speeders and stuff trying to take it down but at the same time there were a lot of continuity versus originality exactly and and i think that's what um that's it's like looking for the fountain of youth right in these films it's really never really going to be there yeah but yeah it's i was going to say it's going to be very interesting to see how the whole the how they end the skywalker saga because it's just been built up that is oh, not debatable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just going to be very interesting in how they tie every everything with together. The, with one little bow yeah. at the very top, and that bow at the top is our good friend Chief Palpatine. And I think it's just going to be because of he's he's been behind everything. He's been behind everything, so it's going to be you know very interesting to see them to like see it tying with Snoke and like. Bray's, Bray's parents, like, I'm doing the quotation fingers, um, because of, is she a clone? Is she, you know... Man- That's what I think. Is she manipulated through, like, the, um, through the pedichlorians? Is Whoa. Yeah, so it's just, I can't wait to see how this all, all just comes together. Absolutely. And, and, and I think, and I think that, you know... That the connections that we've been seeing through the Clone Wars and the Rebels, um, especially in the Rebels right now, since, since it's been like the newest thing that they've really done to really, really, really connect everything. Um, I don't think that they just did that to did that. I think they did that for a reason. Because in the Rebels, there's, you know, the worlds between worlds. And there's a scene, um, spoiler alert, um, there's a scene where where the character Ezra... And Ahsoka are, you know, kind of walking around, and then the Emperor shows up, and and what's up, Chief? Yep, and he tries to pull them, um, and he tries to grab Ezra like back through the portal that he's using, but we don't know, um, when in time that is. Right. So it could be during the Rise of Skywalker. It could just be during that time of. Of the Galactic Civil War, but you know, I think they wouldn't show the world between worlds just to show it. I think they they did that for a reason. So close to the Rise of Skywalker, I think they did it because of they want people to you know talk about it and speculate, and they wanted to see how people would feel about it. And I think that that um in in some way i i think it will get mentioned the, the world between worlds i think it will get mentioned or i think it will be um shown in some way and i think it's going to be very interesting absolutely yeah so amen yeah so the so i, I don't think that the last jedi was something that it's not bad it's not bad and i think that jj is right is that this really didn't have to um, because so many people thought that it was bad, even though it wasn't. So, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited to see where the Rise of Skywalker will end, and how it will just tie everything together. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I kind of droned on for a bit. Favorite fan films. I love fan films. I love the Star Wars fan films coming out. Um, 
it's just because of so many fan films that come out, I feel they are, they should be canon. They should be canon for most of the ones that come out because of, there are so many great um, writers, directors, producers, actors that are not in the canon of Star Wars, but, you know, and there's so many good stories that, that should be, and they're not, but there's the great thing called the internet and YouTube and people make these amazing fan films. Um, there's one by Star Wars, by Star Wars Theory called um, Vader, and mm-hmm. and I I just showed that to Liz um, a, a month ago, or so, and it, it it's good. It's it's good because of of the way that it was written. It was during a couple of months after Revenge of the Sith. I can't wait till the new episode comes out, and then there's. Other fan films, um, like the one with Darth Maul, where mm-hmm. where it takes place right before Episode One. Um, again, these films, these fan films aren't canon, but um, it, it's just awesome that you know fans get inspired to create their own stories. Yep. But these stories are super good. Where you're like, why is this not canon? Why is this well, not? That's, that's all the hopes and dreams that I was talking yeah. about being poured into to actual tangible. Things that you can watch, right? And it it really it's they slap. I don't know what how else to say. Yeah, they yeah. are Amazing. widely well received. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. They. I've um uh, I've got this friend. Um, his name is Dark Hoffman, uh, and he um this back in twenty yeah I would say back in twenty eighteen. Um, we uh he started f- filming this fan film called um Star Wars the Blood Crystal and it's Woo-hoo! yeah and um i had the honor of being part of it and yeah. and i play a stormtrooper in it and i i'm not going to tell you much about it but all i can say is is that there are so many great people so many great people that have these visions and that um, that get inspired, like you said, Liz, um, to tell their, I mean, to like kind of put their impact on the Star Wars community and just breathe a little more life into Star Wars their own way. Exactly. And, and Dark just did a great way. He like, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's coming out very soon. Um, but, um, and, and that also inspired me because of I, I was script. It was supposed to be filmed this year, but then life happened. Um, but um, hopefully, we'll be starting to film next year. But it's called Ewok Hunt, and it's yes. supposed to be taking events after the, uh, um, like directly after the Return of the Jedi. And I, I put my heart and soul in, in, into the script, and I and. It's just going to be awesome because of I can go watch episode six and then be like I can go watch this film like I, right. I mean like this small portion of like my hopes and dreams right <laughs> and even though it's not canon I can still you know in my mind say you know what this is canon to me and then you know after that then go. go and then go watch the Mandalorian and then yep. go watch the Force Awakens and. 
So fan films have such a huge impact. Um, they really put an edge on the universe. Yeah, and and I felt I kind of feel like they're underrated too because of they're not appreciated as they should be. Um, so if you ever have the time, just go on YouTube and look up Star Wars fan films and see what pops up because there's so many. You're gonna just see like the thumbnails and be like, oh yeah, oh. Beca- I I mean because I I can tell you that I've spent you know you, I I would say I guarantee I've probably spent a day just watching all these fan films and stuff and then you know whenever I want to be like I'm gonna go watch go back and watch all the Star Wars like before I go watch Episode One I watch the Darth Maul fan film because it takes place right before Episode One and then I go watch the Fan Menace and and, and I mean and and then you know you watch Episode Three and then I go hey I'm gonna watch the Darth Vader fan film that Star Wars Theory made, and then watch Solo and and go forward with that. So it's so awesome um, that that Star Wars is Star Wars impacts people's lives. Star Wars changes people's lives and inspires them to do um, things that they never really thought they could ever do. So Star Wars is inspirational, and I think that's one of the greatest things about about the whole Star Wars universe and the idea behind it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we also wanted to give a shout-out to Salacious Crumb, um, uh, our very own uh, Joseph, um, our uh, one of the hosts of the Star Wars podcast, um, got to... Uh, got to be on their show and talk about the new D23 um, um, special look. And um, we were just glad that we had the honor to be on their podcast. So shout out to them. Um, you should totally go check them out. A lot of news covered. A, a, a lot of news, a lot of discussion. I love doing this so much um, because it's Star Wars. It's, it's Star Wars, and it's, all you need. Yeah, it's, it's, all you need in it's life. so impactful. It is a good day to be a Star Wars fan. It's a great, you know, great day, great year, great, great everything. It's a great time to be alive. It, there you go. It, it's a great time to be alive if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, I didn't talk about Max Rebo. <laughs> that we can make it to the end of one episode. No, no, without no. Mr. Rebo. I uh, I recently got an action figure, Max Rebo. Though I was pretty pumped. His little about keys that. move up and down. It's actually pretty neat. He he's my baby boy. He's beautiful. He's so cool. Okay, I'll let you guys have your thing. Wow. Wow. He's I don't know. He's I would say people people have been asking me like why do you like Max Rebo and I'm like. He's so important. Like, think about it. Like, if, like, you go into Jabba's palace, and, I mean, like, just imagine him not being there. Like, with the music or anything. Okay, all it, right. It would we'll, just change we'll the entire film. Max. We'll let you have Max Rebo. Okay, all right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you liked our... Like the podcast or just our podcast all together, um, please go listen to us on Spotify and on iTunes. Uh, please give us a five-star review. And if you have any questions, you know, send us a message on Instagram, you know, Facebook, or email us. We love hearing from you guys. We love you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for listening. We 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 really love you guys. 
because in my opinion I feel like we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you so keep Kevin us your feedback and let us know what you think and what and what we should work on my name's Colin my name's Liz and thank you for listening to the Star Stuff Podcast thank you may the force be with you always pew pew it's a trap